Yes, praise God. Second Kings chapter 11. Let me say as you're turning there. Second Kings chapter 11. It is a tremendous honor to be here. And uh, we're just humbled at the opportunity. I feel the Lord has stirred my heart in this direction this morning. We're going to preach to you a little bit with the help of the Lord. And, and, and as Pastor said, I, I'm just, I'm East Texas. I, I've lived, I've been a Texan my whole life. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, uh, so we're just mud between our toes, backwoods. That's just the way it is. Amen. And uh, I'm not really educated. And I, I don't even really feel like a preacher. I'll be honest with you. Some of you may say, well, we'll figure that out in about 10 minutes anyways. But uh, I, I'm not really a sermonizer. I don't really have sermons. I'm not polished. I just come to tell you what God stirred me to say. Amen. That's about all I can do. Amen. But I know with his help, and he's enough this morning. And I, I, I trust that his word will go forth. And I trust that the Holy Ghost will stir hearts and lives. Thank you again, Pastor, for allowing us the opportunity to come. We're looking forward to tonight as well. How many of you say, I'm going to let God have his way? Going to let God have his way, folks. I'm telling you, we're living in an hour that's troubled. Amen. But we have the answer. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 11. When you get there, say amen. Hallelujah to God. I want to read you three verses of scripture from the first verse here. And uh, if you give us just a little bit of time, I believe... Amen. God will talk to your heart here this morning. Man, we just won't imagine how much time we got. Plenty of time. I'm telling you. So you won't even have to be in a hurry this morning. Glory to God. Verse number one. The Bible said, And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahasuerus, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Azariah, took Joash, the son of Azariah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her hid in the house of the Lord six years. And Athaliah did reign over the land. I want to preach to you this morning for a few moments with the help of God. Amen. Impacting your generation. And I don't really do subtitles, but if I could just put a subtitle on it, I want to say it's hidden in the house. Hallelujah. Father, we love you and thank you this morning for the mighty presence of God that we feel in this house. We're so thankful this morning, Lord, for the, the, the landmark that this, this church and this body represents to the body of Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in times past and what you're doing right now presently in this body. Lord, how you're helping and you're blessing, you're delivering, you're moving, you're saving, Lord, you're adding to. And we thank you that there's nobody that can do what you can do and we're asking you this morning Lord Lord that what this people need today is not bound up in a preacher what they need is not in a sermon but if the Holy Ghost could come by here and talk to hearts and lives today and your voice could be heard through this man I pray God do that work whatever you won't said in this place say it Lord whatever you want to do in this place do it this morning Lord we don't put time restraints on you and we're not here to put you in our Sunday morning box but we're here 
to worship you and we're here to magnify you and we're here to make sure that your son receives all the glory that he deserves for your great sacrifice on Calvary, your great triumph in an empty tomb and what you're going to do soon when you return upon this earth. We're asking you right now for the mighty Holy Ghost and Comforter of God to come into this place and talk to hearts and lives and stir us like we can't be stirred by anybody else. We thank you and praise you and give you glory and ask it in the strong name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Impacting your generation. I know this story may be familiar to many of you. Amen. And I, I trust that, that, that you've read through this in that, uh, second, first, second Kings, Samuel, some of my favorite reading in all of the Bible. I'll be honest with you. I just get a lot from it. But the Lord stirred my heart. Amen. Concerning this, we see a scenario laid out in the Word of God right here. Amen. When King Ath- uh, Queen Athaliah had ascended to the throne by way of uh, the darkness and wickedness. We saw how she slayed the seed royal. And we know that there's something bad happens uh, and going on. Amen. When the wrong thing gets on the throne. Can you say amen? When the wrong thing gets on the throne of a nation, it's bad. I think we can say amen to that. I don't care what your political persuasion is this morning. Amen. We can say the wrong thing get upon the throne of that church. Amen. And it end up losing its first love or it end up being lukewarm we can say amen dear God we need deliverance from that thing can you say amen amen we can say this morning if the wrong thing gets upon the throne of my heart by way of personal amen witness for God and by way of living for him if the wrong thing gets upon the throne of my heart I'm going to need God to intervene I don't know about you but when it comes to our nation when it comes to the modern day church of where we are maybe even personal life here today. I'm just believing today that God is trying to stir us to say, hey, listen, your generation needs to be impacted. Amen. Our generation needs to be impacted by something other Amen. Then what? Uh, amen would be nominal. Something other than that. What would just be the normal, the routine? You see, Athaliah here. She portrayed and brought that nation into great darkness and wickedness, ladies and gentlemen. When it comes to what she perpetrated upon the people of God, and I want to tell you, that's exactly what sin does when it comes into rain, folks. It doesn't just come and listen. You let worldliness into that heart. You let worldliness into that family. You let worldliness into sin into that church. Y'all don't all shout me down one time. Amen. But you do that and you let that thing get in there, folks. You hear what I'm saying? It's going to come and rule. You can't play with it because it wants a throne. I said you can't play with it. It wants a throne, ladies and gentlemen, this morning. And that's exactly what we see here in this scenario played out. Amen. But I'm going to tell you there's good news today. We can impact a generation. Amen. Just like they impacted their generation. Their generation needed revival. Their generation needed a return to a worship of God. Their generation needed God to come in. Amen. They didn't know how it was going to happen. They didn't know what it was going to look like. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I believe you and I are in the same situation. We don't know how it's going to come. We don't know what it's going to look like as far as revival, as far as the presence of God. But you and I could agree if you could get past this old country vernacular and you could get past this man's preaching and to hear what the Spirit of God saying you and I could agree today that we need the Holy Ghost to impact our generation amen we need God to come in 
and impact our generation in a way. I, amen to God. I find, hallelujah to God, that Jehovah the priest, amen, hallelujah to God, was a man in this generation that understood, hallelujah, that God, things had to return back to God some kind of way. Are you hearing me this morning? Jehovah the priest was a man that understood. And I'm going to tell you folks, we need that kind of understanding in our spirit today. We need men and women in the church. And we need men and women connected to the kingdom of God. To understand this morning. Amen to God that there, amen, has to be a return. There has to be God do something. Amen. And I think that's been the anthem, no doubt, of this pulpit down through the many years. Amen. With the heritage of this great church and so forth. But I want to tell you today, folks, we're living in a time when there's an athaliah that's got on the throne. Amen. Of a modern day people. Amen. And you'd say, preacher, what do we do? I would submit unto you this morning that we can follow the pattern of the word of God and we can follow the pattern of the book this morning. And we can find out that God can still impact our generation. Amen. We haven't gone too far as a nation. We haven't gone too far as a people. We can still see a move of God. We can still have revival. Come on here. We can still see God move and break through the lukewarmness and break through. Amen. How did Jehovah the priest have breakthrough for his generation? How did Jehoiada the priest have breakthrough for his generation? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. The Bible said for six years he hid Joash in the house of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something that's amazing to me. Hallelujah. When you read verse number four, the Bible said in the 17th year of Jehoiada, he sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds with the captains of the guard and brought them to him into the house of the Lord and made a covenant with them. And he took an oath of them in the house of the Lord. And notice this. And he showed them the king's son. Oh, I'm going to tell you the first thing that I cannot get comfortable. Y'all got me nervous. I don't usually get nervous. I don't know how y'all done it, but y'all got me nervous. I'm going to get comfortable. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. Jehovah did something here. Hallelujah to God. Amen. That we should be, we would do well to follow the biblical pattern. Amen. He got men together that are willing to make a covenant. I'll get to that in a minute. Amen. But one thing he did, ladies and gentlemen, that is probably the most powerful and most effective thing that he could do. Amen. At this time, Joab has been hid six years. He's just turned seven. Amen. In the seventh year the Bible said, amen, that he did something for him. He said, listen, I've got the remedy. I'll show them the king's son. I'll reveal to them the king's son. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You and I can have an impact on our generation if God could find a people that are willing to say, the answer's the king's son. If men could see him, not a preacher, amen, not a personality, but if we could show a generation the king's son glory to God oh my God I feel him in the house this morning I'm telling you Jehovah said listen the most important thing the most uh, the greatest thing that'll bring the most hope the greatest thing that'll stir, stir up more courage stir up more ability stir up more desire stir up more love for God is if the people of God could just know that the king's son 
this close. Oh, they didn't know it, but he'd been in the house the whole time. I'm going to tell you, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I got saved when I was 17 years old. I've been preaching for 27 years. Amen. And I'm telling you, down through these years, I don't, that's not very long, but it's a long time to me. I'm finna be a grandpa. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Woo. I can shout with you right there. I'm finna be a grandpa. I can't believe I just said that. Glory to God. But it's true. I'm fishing to be a grandpa. Hallelujah to God. I'm getting old enough. Hallelujah to understand this. Amen to God. And look at this right here. Amen. I, we look and we think, well, God's forsaken our generation. Amen. Our generation is not like the first century. Our generation is not like the Jack Cole generation of the 50s or the 40s. Amen. With the Brother Clendenin generation of the 50s. We look at that and we say, well, there's no hope. We don't have men like that in our generation. Oh, but God, you don't understand. God's got men in every generation. Oh, I said God's got men in every generation. Somebody shout amen. I'm telling you right here. Amen. See, what God wants to do is not just bound up in a man, but what God wants to do is find somebody in that generation that says, that says this, I just want to reveal the king's son. Oh, come on here, somebody. If we could reveal the king's son to Beaumont. Woo! I said if we could reveal the king's son. I don't know about you, but I want to reveal the king's son. Jehoiada was a leader of that time, but he was willing to step back from the spotlight and say, it's not me, it's the king's son. Hey, man, what we got to do is come to a place where we say, hey, it's not me. It's not how big the ministry is. It's not the Facebook likes. And Oh, come on here, y'all don't all shout one time. It's not this or that, but everything is predicated on the revelation of the king's son if people could just know that he's still a healer if they could know that he's still a savior if they could know that he's still a deliverer my God we can show this world the king's son I'm about to have a fit I'm telling you church right now amen and we could understand this one thing the most powerful thing it's still in the house Oh, we, look, we say, well, God's forsaken our generation. No, there's something here that's still in the house. The Bible said they hid him in the house. Can you imagine all those years? Man, the nursemaid, Joash, he's six years old. The fiction of turn seven. They've been hiding him all along, but there was a man who says, listen, things ain't always going to be like this. When I show them the king's son. When they know that the devil didn't win. When they know that the devil didn't triumph. When they know that God still got a person. He still got a people. When God still got a voice. When the king's son can be revealed. Oh, I'm telling you folks. Amen. If I could do anything this morning for you, I just want to be a revealer of the king's son. If I could do anything for the folks outside these four walls. My God, brother and sister, if we could just be revealers. I, hey, listen, amen. When the king's son, listen, for six years, Jehoiada had probably comforted them and said, listen, I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to make a way. I don't know how, I'm telling you, I don't know what the Lord's going to do through this, but he can do it, amen. I don't know how he come to, but for six long years, amen. He come to a place where he had to encourage them, amen. But when the king's son had been revealed and they saw, they saw the king's son, 
son. All of a sudden there was a curse. They didn't want to stand up before against Athaliah. But when they saw the king's son, they're willing to take up arms. They've got courage now. Before they didn't have hope, but when they saw the king's son, they've got hope. Oh, my God, church. Amen. Before he ever spoke a word, before he ever got on the throne, just the very presence of the king's son made a difference in the situation and brought impact to a generation. And I would tell you this morning it's the same way before we ever get everything moving in the direction that we want it to with revival and Pentecost and the outpouring and all these things. Just the very presence of the King's Son in our midst will give me courage to stand. Just the very presence of the King's Son will give the drug addict hope. Just the very presence of the King's Son will cause a a nation that's forsaken God. I believe people can awe, but they've got to see the King's Son. They can't see the ministry. They can't see this Jehoiada. They can't see you. All of the emphasis has got to be placed on the king's son. Woo. Impacting a generation is going to involve, no question about it folks, the king's son being revealed. The word to show them here, it just means to reveal, it means to look upon, to examine greatly. And I'll tell you something, folks. Amen. To show them this, it would be good for us to take a a good long look again at Christ. Sometimes we forget about just exactly how wonderful His blood has been your life and my life. His blood, I want to take a good long look at Him because I don't want to forget. If I could see Him again, I would know. Amen. Almost 30 years ago, He delivered me from addiction. 30 years ago, He delivered me from being a thief. 30 years ago, this mouth used to speak blasphemy, but now it preaches the gospel. These hands used to steal in the grocery store. Now they lay hands on the sick. My God, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't ever want to forget that. I want to take another look at Him. I want to examine Him closely because if I don't examine him closely I'll forget what he's done for me could it be that a lot of people in our generation that have been impacted by the king's son at one time have forgotten what he's actually done for him come on somebody amen the wonderful blessing of it all is he didn't have to go somewhere he didn't have to say hey listen I'm going to go to a certain place a certain time y'all meet me here We're gonna, y'all meet me down at the Meet me down in the river bottom somewhere hit off because, you know, I got something I want to show you. He'd have to, he said, listen, I need to show you something. I need to reveal somebody to you. And he said, boys, listen, he's been in the house the whole time. He's been here the whole time through, through hurt, through splits, through damage, through this, through that, through through death, through this, through that, through storms, through battles. How oh, the king's son has weathered it all right there in the house. My God, hallelujah God, the king's son. We might not have felt his presence. We might not have seen his revelation. But I believe he hasn't forsaken his church today. I know we could return to our first love. I know there's a lot of things we could do. But my God, church, I want to tell you, the king's son, is still hidden in the house we just need a revealer of that son there's an important set I want to place upon Jehovah here today not because of his ministry or his office but because of his age 
as an importance because Jehovah represents a generation. It was his generation that knew where the sun was. I want to tell an older generation that could hear me this morning, please, don't you hang your harp up on the willow. Please don't say, well, the young people will do it. I know you may not be able to shout and run like you used to. Uh, but there's nothing that makes a prayer meeting more powerful than when the old saints of the church can gather around and teach the young couple, amen, how to pray. Young fathers, young mothers, how to pray. The Bible lays down. I'm, I'm preaching right here, but y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen. The Bible lays down a precedent in the New Testament. It says, let the elder women teach the younger how to keep house. How to, let the older men show, oh, there's got to be something passed down. Jehovah said, man, I I might be old and they might not be anybody think I can do anything for Israel anymore. They might not be anybody. They might think I got one foot on a banana peel and another foot in the grave because that's what my kids think. I'm so old like I'm fishing to be rendered down at the refinery and pumped into a gas station. I'm a dinosaur or something. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. That's how they feel about me, but I'm going to tell you something. You can say whatever you want. Amen. About the older. You listen to the younger generation. Say whatever you want to about the older one. They say they were extreme about this and they were extreme they was hard here and they was hard there and that may be true in a lot of things but I can tell you one thing we need a peace. Show me where the king's son is. Where is he preacher? That older generation knows where he is. Oh come on somebody. That older generation knows where the king's son is. We need a revealer. We need a revealer of the king's son. Listen to me today. The Bible said he made covenant with them and he took oaths of them. Now this is important because it it, it, it depicts to us the kind of men that were going to pick up the torch and pick up the cause of Jehoiada. These are the kind of men that once they got the revelation of the king's son, these are the kind of men that God's going to use. And what kind of men are they? They're They're men that will make a covenant with God. You know the Hebrides revival... We've all heard about it. But it was a handful of people praying at an all-night prayer meeting three times a week. Three times a week. And the emphasis of their all-night prayer meeting was that we're going to make a covenant with God. He said that if we would call upon Him and forsake and turn from our wicked ways and we'd call upon Him, He would answer. They got themselves into what they said was a covenant with God. Folks, listen to me. God is a covenant Keeping God. You know what a covenant, you know when you have a, you, when you make a covenant, you say, I don't know much about covenants. You're, you're, that's all preacher talk. Oh, you know more about covenants what you think. Marriage is a covenant. We know about covenants. Covenants just simply mean I'm taking this so serious. I, I'm taking this so seriously that I'm going to give you everything I have and you're going to give me everything and we're going to be one. And that's God said, I need those kind of men that will give me everything. That will give me everything. I need, oh, I need men that will commit to me. God ain't going to do nothing through a people. Now y'all listen, y'all don't all shout at one time, but I'm telling you, amen, God needs a people that will commit to him. Listen. You're going to have a hard time convincing your children that church is important when they see you're not committed. Listen, I ain't ain't a pastor. I'm an evangelist. I'm here to preach. But you're going to have a hard time convincing your babies that church is important when you don't show up half the time. Come on now. I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you. 
Listen, the people around us know if we're serious about what we say or not. Those kids know if I'm serious. Oh yeah, they know. They know if I'm serious about something. Man, I'm telling you something. They know if you're serious. They know. Listen, y'all been around them kids at Walmart, hadn't you? That. Oh, I can feel my wife. My y'all can't see my wife right now. She's got that look on her face, like, "What are you about to say?" Y'all, y'all seen the kids at Walmart? You think if they let me have that child for ten minutes, (laughs) there ain't no way they'd act like that again. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, you know why that child acts like that? Because they know that parent ain't serious. That one, two, two, they know you ain't serious. They know when you get up on Sunday morning and you got the recliner stretched out. Instead of with your Bible in your lap, you got that remote in your lap, you're watching gun smoke. No, I'm not hitting on gun smoke. I'm just telling you, they, people know if we're serious or not. Our actions speak of commitment. And what Jehoiada says, listen, I'm going to show you the king's son. But before I show you, i got to know that you're serious. Amen. I preached to you kind of in reverse order about the king's son being revealed. But before he was revealed, what caused him to be revealed? That Jehoiada knew I've got some people that are committed. I've got some people that are serious. i got some people, amen, that are committed to the house of God. They may not have been a bunch of them, but he found leadership in amongst them that says, listen. Whatever the Lord wants, that's what I'm committed to. That's what brought on the revelation of the king's son. Are you hearing what I'm preaching? That's what brought on the revelation of the king's son. So we have a generation affecting a younger through a covenant. They entered in together. God moved, revealed the king's son. He was in the house the whole time. Amen to God. Amen. This covenant and this revelation. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm moving pretty quick. I know. Amen. I may not feel that way, but I'm moving pretty quick. I'm almost done. That's kind of a relative term. Amen. The Bible said in verse number 5, And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that ye shall do. Now that they've got covenant, now that they've got the revelation of the king's son, now it's time to say, This is the thing that ye shall do. It's time to take instruction. It's time, to, it's time to find a place you can obey God in. Oh, come on here. It's time to be able to take instruction. I don't care how great an experience of revival somebody's had. If they can't take instruction from God. Oh, come on here. I doubt their covenant. Amen to God. But he said, this is the thing that ye shall do. Amen. A third part of you shall enter on the Sabbath and be keepers in the watch of the king's house. A third part of you shall go to the gate sure. Amen. A third part of you shall go at the gate behind the guard so that ye keep the watch of the house the house of the Lord and be and that it be not broken down and two parts of you shall go forth on the Sabbath even they shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king and you shall compass the king round about and uh, listen he said listen compass the king you're going to put the king right in the middle of you you're going to make the, the, the king's son you're going to make him central to what you're doing Oh, how we need to hear that. This covenant, this revelation, how it began to impact them them, and how it was going to impact Israel. All of a sudden, it had to manifest itself some kind of way and it manifested themselves by being keepers of the house. 
they guarded that house. You know, you don't guard anything that you don't feel is valuable. Isn't that right? I told y'all, I, I, I'm just country folk. And a friend of mine, he had a refrigerator in his garage. He wanted a new one. You know how we do. It's deer season. You got to have, get rid of the refrigerator a little up top. You just need one big tall or one big wide chest freezer. Because it's hunting season. I mean, you can only put so much in that little bit up top. Right? That's where all the goody is and the, the waters in the garage go in the refrigerator. So, he said, I'm going to get rid of this. I'm fishing to get me a big freezer. Glory to God. For all my sausage. and Y'all know how we do. So, he said, I'm going to have to make my wife. said, listen, you got to sell, you have to get rid of that before you get another one. You got to make room. So, he put it out by the, he put it out by the curb. And he put for sale $100 on it. Sat there two weeks. Nobody, true story. Nobody touched it. Sat there two weeks. Nobody touched it. He said, man, there ain't nothing wrong with this refrigerator. $100. It's a pretty good deal. See, people thought it had value. And somebody thought, if it's got that much value, he must be guarding it. There wasn't no, uh, but when he put, he went out there and changed the sign. No, I'm sorry, I got the whole story back. He said, for free. That was the first sign. I done got it backwards. He said the first sign was for free, good freezer, refrigerator, works good. No, two weeks. The second sign he put on it was $100. That's what happened. And when he put $100 on it, somebody said, that thing's got value. It was, somebody stole it. Kind of stole it, you know. When people perceive that something's valuable to you, uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm afraid we've got a generation that we're sending. We say, well, we can't get folk to church. We can't get this. I can't get my children to church. I can't this. Do they believe? Have you convinced anybody that what you got is valuable? Have you convinced anybody that you're guarding it? Have you convinced anybody that you're guarding it from being tampered with? You're guarding it from being taken. You're guarding it from being polluted. You're guarding it. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, if you're guarded, it's valuable to you. If you don't guard it, you're saying to a world around you, if they didn't guard the king's son, they would be saying, listen, this isn't valuable. This house isn't valuable. Come on. That commitment, that covenant made them guard something. But let me show you something else, how they impacted their generation. They, had, they were a people of covenant. That covenant caused them... To be able to guard, to be able to guard the purity of, to be able to guard the administration of. Oh, you could do a lot of preaching right there of the effect of the house. Amen. The house was effective on their generation because they were willing to guard it. Amen. But the very third thing I want to say is musicians are coming to make themselves ready. Amen. The very third thing that I want to say and leave you with this morning. Amen. That caused them to make impact on their generation. You remember in the third verse. Amen. That that. Jehoiada knew that Joash was hidden in the house. Now I want to I skip on down. Let me read to you here. Verse number 8. And you shall come past the king about every man with his weapons in his hand. And he that cometh within ranges, let him be, uh, he that cometh within ranges, let him be slain. And he that 
and, and excuse me, and be ye with the king as he goeth out and as he cometh in. The king's going to have liberty to move around, but make sure you stay with him. Ooh, come on here. Uh, the king's going to have liberty. You can't just keep him in a box. He's going to have liberty to move around. But make sure you stay with him. Wherever he goes, you go. Oh, that's a, that right there is a message to the church in and of itself. And it said, And the captains, verse 9, over the hundreds, did according to all that Jehoiada, there's obedience. You can't have none of this without obedience. Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they took every man... He, uh, his man that were coming to the Sabbath and, and them that went out and, and go down to the Sabbath and came to Jerusalem uh, to Jehovah the priest. Verse number 10 is what I want to leave you with. And to the captain over the hundreds did the priest, Jehoiada, give King David spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. Say, what's going on there? This passage, if I've studied it right, it's 150 to 200 years after David's passing. Something of that nature. So 150 to 200 years after the passing of King David, Jehoiada said, listen, somebody come to him and said, listen, we've got commit Commitment. We've made covenants. We want to do this. We want to obey. But we need something to fight with. He said, that's in the house too. What are we going to fight with? He said, listen, boys. Y'all don't know it. But see, the Hebrew tradition, the Israeli warrior tradition of the Old Testament was when they won a victory, they would consecrate their weapons to God and they'd give them to the priest. That's why, that's why the priest had the sword of Goliath when David went there. Y'all remember that story? They would, If they won a victory, they would give their spears, their shields, they would give those things, and they'd stow them in an armory in the house. Oh, in an armory in the house of God. Come on here. Amen. And Jehovah said, boys, listen. Amen. Don't worry. That's in the house too. What are we going to do? There's a shield of faith in the house. What are we going to do? There's a sword of the Spirit in the house. What are we going to do? Amen. There's something to put on your feet. There's something. We don't have to. He said, listen, we we don't have to go anywhere. All the armament, everything we need, the king's son, it's all in the house. Can you imagine? I know as a boy, when my papa would show me his old rifles, his old gun, you know, something special when you get to see your papa and your daddy's guns and different things. Told y'all that's just how I was raised. I remember that. Something special. Your story's behind. Oh, we killed deer in West Texas with this one. Can you imagine? That when they opened the storehouse of the weaponry that was in the house of the God. And they saw all the old weapons. That when that generation, 200 years later. Now they've got to fight a modern day adversary. They've got to fight somebody. Amen. That's trying to take God out of the picture. I'm talking about spiritually speaking. And all of a sudden they open up the armament of the house of God. That they didn't even know was there. And that older generation says, look here boys. Here's the sword of Goliath. And these boys have heard about Goliath. And that victory. 
all these years when they saw Shama's spear, when they saw the ox goad, when they saw all the old weapons that worked for the old saints. Can I tell you, church, when this generation and the younger generation sees the saints open the storehouse of the old weapons of God and they see the old weapon of pleading the blood and they know that it worked back then and the old weapons will still work today. When they see amen, the old storehouse of the old weapons of prayer and they know that those old weapons of prayer worked back then and they brought victory back then. Those old weapons will bring us victory today. They're still in the house. Woo! Can I tell you, church, there's a vast storehouse of armaments right in our midst. I remember when I first got saved, I'd hear the old saints on Tuesday night prayer meeting. I'd hear Sister Ignite pray in the Holy Ghost. Build up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost, Jesus. I'd hear her plead the blood over her family. I'd hear her use the name of Jesus with authority. I'd hear the old saints pray and seek God. They used it as a force. It wasn't just something to get something from God. It was a force that they were imposing upon the will of darkness. There is, Jehovah has said, boys, there's something in the house that you can use to dethrone Athaliah. It went, oh, church, can I tell you as a modern-day preacher, as you stand to your feet all over this house, can I tell you today, amen, we're living in a generation where there's an athlete on the throne of our nation, on the throne of a generation's mentality, on the throne of a modern-day people, whatever it is. But can I tell you today that there's still a storehouse of weapons that our forefathers used to beat the devil. Somebody said, well, that back in the day of leave it to Cleaver, amen, devil, amen, that don't work today. No, the devil's been a devil all this time. The flesh has been a flesh all this time. And what they did then, we can do today. I'm not talking about all, amen, all the, the, the different mentalities and different, but I'm talking about the old biblical weapons, faith, consecration. Ah, faith, come on somebody. I'm talking about pleading the blood. I'm talking about prayer. Somebody pick up the old weapons this morning. Because the old weapons still work. And they're hidden in the house with the sun. Oh, I feel him in this place here this morning. Why don't you just turn loose a little bit and begin to magnify and worship him. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, thank you. Woo! That there's still old weapons. Woo! There's still old weapons in the house. I'm going to pick up the old sword of faith. I'm going I'm to find the old sword of Goliath. Somebody pick that thing up. Oh, my God. Somebody get the spear that brought victory. Woo! My God, I feel him in this place. You'd be surprised what would happen if you had the courage to just pick up the old weapons. Woo! He's in the house. Come on, the king's son's in the house. I tell you what, church, why don't we come find a place at these altars? You can stand, you can kneel. I don't care what you do, but if you need deliverance, get delivered. He's in the house. If you need God to move for you, amen, pick up an old weapon and fight the good fight of faith. He's in the house this morning. Come. Come on, find a place to pray. Impact your generation. Take me back to 
impact your generation. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes, come on. Take me back. Oh, yes, come on. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. and get committed. Take me back. Oh, take me back, dear Lord, to the place that I first received you. Oh, take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, where I Simple thing. 